Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you're with us uh, wherever you are. If you're joining us here on television in Santa Barbara, California at TVSB, we welcome you and uh, we welcome all of you that are joining us at the YouTube channel and the podcast, Good Life Conversations and all the other social media platforms. It's so great uh, to have you. Uh, we have some wonderful people. If you, go, if you go subscribe to that YouTube channel, you'll find amazing people, all walks of life, uh, diverse backgrounds, different callings, different gifts, uh, different journeys. Uh, so it's been so much fun for us and we're so grateful that you're along uh, for the ride. And we're grateful for Bun and Chevrolet, our friends at Bun and Chevrolet who bring us to you every week and uh, we, we love those guys, so thank you. And I'm so excited about my guest today. This is, I've, I've been reading about these guys uh, the last day or two. Um, it's it's a blessing to have you, Dave Williams Thank and Monty you. Murphy. Thank you, Dave and Monty. Um, what a what a story this is, and I and I, I know it's it's in its uh, early stages in terms of your guys working in this calling that God's given you together. Yes, uh, I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to be a part of it. Uh, got to I guess we got to meet through the Kingdom Men's Gathering, which yes. happened uh, in Los Angeles in February which I was really excited to be a part of. Uh, but I want to start with kind of your individual journeys. I, I, I want to, so I want to get to the, to the work. This thing, this, this vision, this, this thing is called the Love Train Global Movement, by the way. I, I, I got a pin. Uh, <laughs> so we're jumping on the Love Train today is what's happening, which is a good place to be. Uh, let's, let's talk about your lives. Where you started, what you went through, Finding God. Dave, you start. Well, it's quite a journey. Yeah. Um, I'm from Seattle. Um, grew up with a very faith-driven uh, mom from, from uh, North Carolina, Southern Baptist, I uh, believe. Attended Southern Baptist Church my whole childhood. Um, originally, wanted, I started playing music when I was five years old, and uh, my goal in life was to be a professional musician. And fast forward in college, um, I had a mid-college life crisis. I decided I didn't want to be a musician any longer. Most musicians are real introverts. They spend a lot of time by themselves with their instrument. And, that started making me crazy. I just wanted to get out and talk to people. And two or three hours was about all I could take. And, and the guys I was going to school with were practicing five, six hours a day. And, and uh, I had been in the restaurant business, uh, started out 16 years old as a busboy and loved it. And what I really love most is interaction with people and the hospitality. and. My mid-college life crisis took me a few weeks to figure it out, but I went from professional musician to really uh, jumping directly into the restaurant industry. At that time, I was working with Jerry Kingan, who is the founder of Red Robin. Red Robin was one restaurant in Seattle at the time, and at a young age, 21 years old, he made me a general manager, and I was, got involved in the franchising of Red Robin, and one thing led to the next. Um, been at it, you know, restaurants, catering, large events, my whole life. And uh, raised three boys, uh, moved from Seattle to Southern California to participate in the uh, Academy Awards for two years in a row. Um, 
Then I had a real crisis about oh, 10 years ago. Thought I was done, you know, it's time to retire. Um, inherited uh, money from my father, which uh, everyone now tells me, which I now understand, it just enabled me to even really go off the deep end. I thought the world owed me something. Uh, I was very selfish, self-entertainment. Uh, jumped into a, a world of sinfulness. Um, loved it for about three and a half years. Then all of a sudden, uh, the money started running out and, and uh, went into deep depression and uh, became suicidal and uh, couldn't, I mean, I hit bottom. And uh, thank God for my brother, and then later my son saved me, and uh, realized I could not help myself. That's where God walked in. You yeah. know, it's like uh, I think as we witness and minister to people, I think you really have to experience that to yeah. really connect to people and realize that uh, God's there. Uh, that's when that's when the real uh, reality hits. Is like I can't, I couldn't have done this by myself. Um, God brought me, God found me dead in sin, and and brought me back to life. And um, that has created over the last probably five, six years, but even most recently, the last year, uh, God talks to me. And the more I listen, the more he talks. <laughs> and uh, it's happening every day now. But um, about a year and two months ago, I woke up, no plan. I had this love train concept in my mind. I had to go straight to the computer. I sat down and typed about three pages. And now it's 30 pages. But <laughs> that's kind of where it all started. And. Uh, not, I don't want to rain on Monty's parade, but uh, we were both attending the same Sunday school class at, at the church we were going, that we go to, Whittier Area Community Church. And uh, I think it was my first or second time I opened up and said, I've been to hell and back. And he just, whoop, like, I got to meet this guy. I got to get to know this guy. And as a result, uh, he... I mean, I call him my co-founder, that yeah. we co-founded this concept of a love train global movement. We talk every day, strategizing and just saying, what is it? What is this thing all about? Yeah. And my original vision was this huge global thing, but Monty kept getting me, it's, it's no, 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 it's small, it's about now here's the segue, loving your neighbor. Yeah. It's just that simple. On the way up here today, uh, Monty read me the story of the Good Samaritan. It's like, that's it, you know, that is it. That's right. Um, so that's wow. kind of my journey. And uh, So you had like a prodigal experience kind of. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I completely went off the deep end and uh, thank God. God brought me back, oh, yeah. so and so and on all that of what I just explained, there's obviously so much more to the story that I realized that God's been preparing me for this That's my right. entire life. That's exactly you know, right. My skills that I've developed all apply 
to yeah. what we're now doing. Love so it. It's pretty amazing. Isn't yeah. it amazing how that yeah. works? Yeah, it is. Monty, what about you? <laughs> well, that's a question, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you were born at a young age. <laughs> I was. Um, yeah, I think we all started at that boy? age. Are you an L.A. boy? I'm Pasadena, yeah. I was born in Pasadena. Yeah. Huntington yeah. Memorial Hospital. Yeah. So I was St. Luke's, and uh, I'm number nine of 11. So very Catholic family, good, strong Catholic family. And I think uh, what personally was uh, on me was just my parents, they were... They, they were in Boyle Heights with the eight, and then they moved to Pasadena. I oh. was the next one born. And so there was this, you know, I was special. And there was this burden, you know, to like, we, we were breaking all these barriers, you know. And uh, our family was, was different. A lot of the other kids weren't going to, you know, my, my dad, mom, they, they raised us, we're gonna do this right. Everything was literally by the book. And, uh, you know, they made sure you guys aren't getting any trouble. You guys are going to college, you're gonna, you know, do the whole thing. And so, um, they wanted me to be a leader. That was a burden, but, and I was really good in school. Uh, actually, I got a scholarship to a school nearby here in Los Alivos. Uh, I attended there and um, my mom wanted me to go to UCLA. I went to UCLA and when I got there, something started to really go wrong for me. And uh, just, uh, I don't know if it was all the pressure of, you know, wanting to be, I, I, I started out pre-med. Uh, very shortly I was pre-party. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, during that post party yeah I, I uh, really took on that role of the prodigal that we mentioned and uh, you know May 1st 1988 I'll never remember it I, I walked in front of a train they pulled me out from under the ninth car and uh, that started something in me where I didn't need to just talk about God. I just didn't need to hear about him or, or any, I needed to start knowing him. He needed to start being somebody very real in my life. I'm thankful that I made it through that experience, but. Um, the train, I'll, did the train run over you? Yeah. You got run over by a train. Yeah, you walk and then the train comes and then you're, I guess, lying in the middle of the tracks and then after you know, the train stops, they pull you out from underneath the train. Yeah, that's what happened. You're 22. I was 21. Oh and, my gosh. Um, you know. So you um, were desperate. Or were you just confused? Were you, I mean. Yeah, I think confused, you know, I really wanted to, I wanted God to become real for me. But I wasn't doing any things that uh, would go along with that, you know. Right. I was out partying and having a good time.
but I was getting sick of that. And I just, I remember, uh, there's academic probation and then there's like subject to dismissal. I was on subject to dismissal. And uh, it was my second time being on subject to dismissal. And finals week was coming. And I wasn't ready. I didn't even know where my classes were. So <laughs> that could be an issue. It was an issue. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I, so I went home and I'm with my mom and dad. And they're looking at me. They're like, we're not going to ask. You know, he's here. We're not going to ask. The end of that week was, uh, you know, I, I just showed up and I was crying. I was, I was, I didn't know why. I went to bed, got up the next morning, and they knew something's wrong. They said, we're going to church. We'd like you to come with us. And I didn't. I said, I, I, I'm going to walk. It, was, it wasn't that far. I'll meet you there. So I started walking to church, but then, and this is Pasadena, I'm going to walk from my house all the way to UCLA and I'm going to, like, motivate, you know, so I can study and whatever. It's like some, you know, comeback. Like you see in the movies, right, you know. Right, In Brown Burbank, the train and I met. And uh, I was actually praying that whole time that I was walking and telling God, you know, I need to get serious about things, I joke around, you know, I'm having a lot of fun. And we talked a lot about what's in Love Train, the burden of uh, the world crisis and, and, and what's going on was very much upon me. And I remember just saying, you know, God, either you gotta use me or throw me away. And after this experience, it was like, I knew that he wanted me to do something. And uh, so that started in me a search to, I mean, I didn't even, I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't going to church. So it was like seven years later that I became a Christian. Uh, but when I did, uh, you know, he, he, he they, they showed me everything. Uh, I was listening to, Christian radio, and I was working under this property my dad owned for the earthquake repair by myself. I go under the house, and my job radio is falling down a few times, so I, you got to use a nail to get the dial to go to the station, <laughs> and it got on this Christian station, and it stayed stuck, and I'm like, well, I'm the only one working here, I'll go under the house and do my thing. Just, it's good luck, you know, and nobody will know. Every time I tell this story, now everybody knows. But I came out three weeks later after listening to, like, Greg Laurie and Jay Vernon McGee and all these guys on the radio because uh, they told me everything about what Christianity, how to find a church, how to date your wife, how to, you know, if you've been doing the wrong thing and you're getting back to God how he's going to accept you, tithing, giving, serving. I mean, he went through everything. So, subjects I don't even hear anymore on the radio. You know, just in that week, he was just talking just to me. Wow. And uh, so I got baptized and, you know, uh, 
after I got married, I went down to Mexico. And all the stuff I was doing, I didn't feel like I was really connecting and doing what God wanted me to do. But so here we are, we're working on this house for these people. And there was this one lady, she's like, can you guys build me a table? She's on our work team. So we finished the whole thing. I build her a table. She goes and gets a sewing machine and sets it up and gets the owner of the house, this other lady, and she teaches her how to sew. She makes these curtains for her. And we put those curtains in the lady's house. And that's what we got to do. We got to go and do the stuff that, you know, we're learning how to do and help other people come up out. That's right. And that's what got it started. And then when I met Dave, I went, and he started what he's, I'm like, Dave, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> that touched you deeply, that little act of service. Yeah. It that's did. really what it's about, isn't it? When I see what happened in me happen in somebody else, yeah. then I feel like a Christian. Yeah. You know, God used me to do that. Yeah. 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 Isn't that amazing? That's, just what, a, that's what we've been doing. Just a plug for this guy. He He's the one that originally just drove the whole concept of discipleship, like, down my throat, man. It's like, that's what he's all about. And it's been such a uh, learning experience for me. You know, they don't use that word a lot in churches right you know? and and that's that's our driving force you know yeah. ministering to people and teaching them to do the same for others that's right you know god said go out and make disciples and monty keeps monty another plug i, I have to he's the most spiritual guy i've ever met in my life and is that right god brought us together there's no question you know that um and Monty, he, you he's like my him? advisor, man. You actually like this guy? <laughs> no. I mean, even with the pink shirt? No. But Speak, I love him. Speaking of I that, him. I mean, they're high calling. I love him. I mean, how long is this show? Is like a couple hours? We have plenty good. of time. Okay. Spe my show. Speaking of that, um, I thought, hey, we should do a photo op. I've got a good friend who's a fashion model. He's very, he does amazing photos. He's done a lot of celebrities. And he. He's just able to catch photos. They look natural. So I lined up. Him and I were going to go down to Newport Beach and do this photo shoot. He couldn't go. So I went anyway. The, the photos are great of me, but he's not in them. And uh, he said it. He says, you know, a photo of you and I together is like, you know, this white, clean-cut white guy and, right. and this guy who looks like a, a shaman Rastafarian guy. It's like... If we have our arm around each other, everyone in between is included, man. You know, that's the right, message. Right. And, and, and right. that's exactly the message. Everyone's included. Everyone's in, man. Everyone's in on the love Everyone's in on the love yeah, yeah. Whoever you are, whatever's going on with you, this is for you. You're loved, and then you can love others. You're made for that. God made us for that. You know, like, if you're questioning it, well, then why why did God make you? He made you for this. You can do it. Yeah. 
He's not against you. He's not going, no, you can't do this. He's for you. He's he's going to make sure that you this you can do. Doesn't matter how old you are, how smart you are, how rich you are. It doesn't matter. So let's unpack that a little bit. <laughs> because because this is genius. This is genius. So, so you're, this is God. Yeah. Because love is the answer. I mean, that sounds really cheesy, but love is the whole thing. God is love. I mean, I, I, That's I, it. I said this the other day. It, God, love is not a what. It's a who. You know, God, it's God. And so if that's if that's who we are, loving other people is like the name of the game. I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? That's correct. The yeah. li- and it's in the little things. What I love about God, I mean, like when he's when they're talk when, when it talks about the cup of cold water, okay, or you know, I was <laughs> naked and you clothed me, I was I was in prison and you, you visited you visited me, you remembered me when I was sick. If you think about those five or six things. When I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. We could spend our whole life on those like five or six things, couldn't we? Absolutely. That's what touched you deeply about those drapes, right? When you just said that, it's in Isaiah, that same list is given. Right. Or, yeah. I was anointed. It, it, it talks about the people fasted and God didn't honor their fast. Right. It's like, well, and he goes down the list. You didn't, right? You know, clothe. The, you're, you're, you're not doing this part, right? So I'm not listening to your prayer, right? And when I started learning that, yeah, that connection that you're talking about with the drapes, that picture comes up, yeah. And God started saying, "See, if you want me to hear that prayer, right? Go, go." And do some with go go get it right with your brother, yeah, with your neighbor, right, with these others, and then talk to me, right. You know, my ear gets a little oh, right. I hear what you're saying, I can't quite hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do right. this part, right? And so, and we're finding in discipleship that as we get people, when we start with okay, let's go do some service okay okay now let's talk about god they yeah it's a natural we're all talking about the same god right yeah right when we don't do that and we talk about god oh that's church that's they're talking about rules and right all these things and it's like where's god paralyzing he's not in there it's a put off the the religion is so it's so tough because and, and we think ourselves to death like, I, I, you know, I had a mentor one time tell me, if you're short on money, go find some, uh, some clothing in your closet and give it to somebody else. I'm like, that's kind of a weird thing to do. And you'll open the door to blessing. It's, it's what we're, it's, it's a opposite. principle. It's, it's a princi- that principle. It's a principle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so if we put these things into practice, yes. we're building our house on the rock. You know, there you go. Ver- but, but I find with, I think with religion... Or it can be worth just thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I want to say to myself and to others, stop thinking. Yeah. Just do. Right. Susan and I, my wife, we have this saying this year we've been saying to each other, don't say, do. Right. <laughs> don't say, do. Right. You know, and there's something powerful about putting things into practice. If you do it, what will happen? 
Like, I think that's what you experience, and I'm sure, Dave, that's what you've experienced. Every day, yeah. That's it. How powerful is that? What, Love your neighbor. What we found, and this is the most common denominator, is just love people, you yeah. know, and and you find, I mean, Monty tells me this, and and now I'm telling other people this, is that when, you, when you're in that mindset and you feel, and you're really truly connected to God, it's like people see that spirituality in you, and, and they're attracted to you. Yeah. And Monty said, you may not see it, but other people see it. Yeah, that's right. And it's absolutely true. People come to me, you know, and I've learned uh, through this recent <laughs> journey is that when people cross my path, God is bringing yeah, those right. people Pay into attention. my path. Yeah. And I stop and engage those people. And nine times out of ten, I can see why those people yeah. cross my path. You think it's random. No, God's working that, you know. So and, good. And uh, it used to be once a week I call them. You wouldn't believe what just happened. It's every day now. Yeah. And it's like I'm telling them these stories. Like this guy approached me in the Home Depot parking lot, you know. I was able to literally witness to him. And uh, I, my car out front here says, loving your neighbor, that's kind of like got milk right loving your neighbor <laughs> and uh some guy approached me says what's this loving your neighbor thing and i said yeah god told me to love my neighbor and i said do you love your neighbor he says well no not really i said well you might want to think about that and uh it's like wow to him that was very profound you know and uh i said and he says what do you do i said i'm a minister well, what's that well i just try to be like God. I just try to keep it simple. Loving your neighbor, that's keeping it simple. And something told me, I went to my car, I had some of my church business cards, and I gave it to him. I said, this is where I go to church. Uh, if you feel compelled to come, please do. Look me up. I'm there a lot. And that was it. Very natural, very easy conversation. Yeah. It's not forcing it down people's throats or Bible thumping or knocking on people's doors. It's just demonstrating the love, displaying the love as you go about your day. And if you have that mindset when you leave your house, it, things just happen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's God things happen. Yeah. You know, so oh. That's kind of the whole, is that, okay. I, <laughs> I learned this doing that Mexico trip, you know, I could go to a bunch of guys. We could, you know, just, well, I do construction. So, hey, you want to go to church? No. <laughs> you know, I mean, just no. Like, and there's a hate in their eyes. Like, don't <laughs> ask me that one again. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go down? I'm building this house down in Mexico. I'll drive, you know, we got food, everything. Just, just I need some hit. Yeah, Okay. So they'll come down, and I've seen guys. I, I remember this one guy. <laughs> I'm not going to cry, but man, he he wasn't supposed to leave the county. <laughs> but he goes down, and we do the house, and at the end of the trip, we go and visit this orphanage. The pastor who was doing everything 
was running one of the biggest orphanages down there. And we go in, and we're just walking around. We're tired. We're all sweaty. You know, I mean, we've been working for two days. This little girl comes running up. I mean, she's running. She gets air and just lands right on him. She's just like clinging on him. He's, in, he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and he just melts and just starts hugging her. And, uh, you know, he came back. He got baptized. He won't go to church. Right. But when we put them in a situation where they get touched by God because they're doing something. Yeah. That I work every day, so coming and working here or there, I can do that. And I can meet some people. And he wasn't expecting that he had that kind of significance. Wow. And loving towards somebody until this little girl comes. And she, I mean, she's just not letting him go, you know. And that broke him. And that, then we can give him the word. Then we can give him the gospel. Or, I so that's what story. we're trying to do. <laughs> we're trying is... to get people into some situations where they're off guard. They're not, you know, hey, love your neighbor. That's all. Don't go to church. Don't, you right. know, just love, love your neighbor. Your you know, have a block party. You know, maybe we'll come and join in or something like that and see what starts happening through that. And then we can, you know, start talking about the gospel, start talking about the discipleship, start talking and doing these other things. But we kind of give them a kickstart. They're already loving your neighbor. You're already doing discipleship. You're already learning about that. Right. Sometimes we just have to identify. It. We point that out. Yeah, you're, already, you're, already, you're already loving doing your neighbor. It. You're pretty yeah. good at it. Keep up. Yeah, keep doing <laughs> you know? that. Yeah. God loves what you just did there. You know, yeah. them getting a compliment for what they're doing from God. Them receiving blessings from him and through him speaks differently. Right. And that's what we're, that's what this is. That's why we think everybody can do this. Monty asked me these leading questions, you know, and, and when I don't give him the right answer, he's, he said, no, you know, it's like, okay, what is it then? You know, and the other night we we're talking and I said, you know, it's just about being nice to people. No. And, 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 you know, these are the simple conversations, but they're so profound is we identify that being nice is kind of superficial. That's right. Loving people is real. Right. So we live in the real, and that, I mean, that could be another two, that could be an all-day conversation, oh, living in reality. You know, God you is live? reality. I'm in Whittier. You have family there, or you live with your family, or what do you? Well, we went through some things and lost a few houses and wound up with some family members, and then now we got our own place in Whittier. Wife um, and, and daughter, yeah. My wife and daughter, yeah. She's, what does your wife think about all this? She, she thinks I spend way too much time with Dave. Yeah. She'd like me to spend a lot more time with her. So absolutely uh, true. We've been working on this a lot, but she's she's uh she likes what we're doing because she knows the the passion and the uh, and what we need to do and. Uh, so she's um, 
really starting to do her own kind of things. She's uh, um, she wasn't really uh, very involved in a lot of church stuff, but uh, now she's praying. And I remember Easter Sunday, we were you know sitting together, and uh, you know I okay, I'm sitting right by you, baby, right by you. And she's like, you know, those people over there, we sit outside, our church has a patio, and uh, there's some umbrellas. They could use, their umbrella's not open, and it's hot. Why don't you, okay. So I, those people over there don't have a place to sit, and we got some more room at our table. Why don't you, and so I'm following the cues that, you know, she's given in, and it's, it's changing our relationship. Uh, it's making it easier. She's, you know, really participating uh, and encouraging, you know, more to happen. And these were things that she wasn't doing. Uh, I know that right um, around Christmas um, or Thanksgiving time, in between that time, she was at a park, and she goes to the park all the time. And in Whittier. In Whittier. <laughs> and she noticed some activity going on. This lady was going around in a few of the cars in the park. And she's got three kids there. The kids were barefoot. And she called the cops. They came, nothing. She called them again. They came, nothing. She, she starts making some calls and getting some advice on how to better... So she calls and she leaves frustrated. She gets home, the cops call her, you know. We went and we found the lady. There were some drugs and stuff like that. We got the kids here and we're stopping. Well, it's almost Christmas time. And now she had already gone to McDonald's, gotten the kids some Happy Meals. But she grabbed my daughter. They went to Walmart. They got uh, some... Uh, duffel bags, but they got three different ones. So this one could have, you know, they could trade them or whatever, but they can feel some independence because they're going to go into the foster care system. And she got some clothes and stuff like that, brought that back. Uh, and then uh, the, the police department had, it was uh, the Toys for Tots, so they got toys. And she went to her Sunday school class, told them about it, and then uh, they wound up, it took them a while because once the kids go in the system, you can't figure them out or whatever. So it took about three or four weeks. They got them all Christmas gifts and things like that. When they came in, because they wouldn't even answer the phone at the department. They were just, no, 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 you're not a relative, whatever. So when they came in in person with the kids, oh, you guys are serious about what you're doing. We're sorry. We'll go. And they got the caseworker and everything. It changed the police department. It changed the people at child service. It changed who they are because this is what they wanted to do. Change the Sunday school class. They don't class. get to yeah. change the Sunday school class. It, these are things that are, and we're seeing, you know, as we come to our church every week, we're seeing, hey, these people weren't doing that a month ago. Hey, these people weren't doing it. We're seeing... It gets contagious. Wow. Yeah, it's really so. Yeah, it's 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 affecting the home life, but it's affecting the community, our neighbors, 
It's, 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 it's brilliant. It is. So you take a construction worker to Mexico who's not supposed to leave the county. Right. He builds a house, gets a hug from a little girl, and encounters the love of God and gets baptized. That sounds like a seminary course, right, for yeah. evangelism? There you go. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Right. Well, I'm with you. I'm on the lump train. All Thank right. you. What you got I your pin. Is there a secret handshake or something? I mean, no. this is amazing what you guys, I mean, this, you'll have to look this up, everybody. I've been reading some of this. Is this on a website yet? Not yet. Okay. No, soon. We're, we're, it's been a year and two months, but it's finally, I, I'm now about to become a 501c. Oh, good. Um. I need a great social media person to do the website and do all Facebook and Instagram, all, all that. Yeah. It's all in the works. Um, Monty needs to be like, uh, you need to do like videos. <laughs> That's in there. That's in the plan. I didn't see that. Either. I'd sign up for that. Yes, you did. Would you? Oh, yeah. I'm in. Well, coming from you, that means a lot. Yeah. No, I'm in. We're with you. Love Thank train, you. baby. Whittier. That's my old stopping ground. All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> So there's one verse I'll just highlight from this. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That's a good one. Yes. You guys are showing a lot of mercy. For sure. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Love it. With you. Keep going. I don't know how you're going to put up with him. <laughs> but do your best. Yeah, that's right. Great to meet you guys. Likewise. Thanks Thank for coming. you. God bless Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Never know what you're going to get here. Good life. I love it. Love every minute. These guys are great. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.